You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. You are listening to Writer Than You. My name is Carrington Harrison. Very happy to be filling in. I just saw this come across my Twitter, my Twitter timeline. Sean Payton has his eyes on two potential head coaching openings, the Arizona Cardinals or the Los Angeles Chargers, per Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano of ESPN. We'll talk about that in a bit. Sean Payton looking at a couple of jobs, Arizona, which you would imagine that job would come open if Sean Payton would want it. Charters are a little bit different. We'll get to that here coming up in just a bit. But let's head to the city of brotherly love. Keith Pompey joins us. He covers the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer. He was in the building yesterday for, in my opinion, the most interesting regular season game so far this uh, season in the NBA. Keith, how's it going, my man? It's going well. It's going well. Yourself? I'm doing good, man. H- how was the buzz in the building yesterday for the return of Ben Simmons? It was it was good. I mean, it was it was kind of like what you expected. You know what I mean? Um, you know, you, you knew that Ben was going to get booed. Um, you, you you knew that it would be like a playoff type atmosphere. Um, it was. I mean, it was it was as well as advertised. I mean, everything happened. You know, the one thing is Brooklyn didn't want to lose, but it happened. You know, so it was it was a good game. How would you sum up Ben Simmons' time in Philly? Uh, you know, um, you know, it's one of those things where I I guess you got to say incomplete a little bit because, you know, there was so much promise and and then all of a sudden, you know, they didn't go to the playoff. I mean, they they didn't win the championship. They didn't get out of the second round. Um, you know, I would just have to say incomplete, you know, um, you know, it's, but it also at the same, you know, Ben's a great player. But, you know, it's also one of those things where, um, you know, both both parties moved on. You, you know what I mean? And it's like, it, it's kind of weird. You know, like the game was big, but when you keep talking about his time in Philadelphia, it, it, it's, it's kind of like weird. You know what I mean? I hate to say that, but it's like old. It, happened. it seemed like it was 100 years ago because, he, you know, he didn't play last year. He, he played two years ago. No, you're certainly right, Keith, and what I think was the game in which he sat on the bench, I felt like a lot of that vitriol kind of got out during that time. That Even the fact that he was willing to sit there and take all the boos, and I felt like that had a little bit more buzz that maybe took a little bit of the sting off of this matchup once he finally stepped on the court. True, but I also think that that's true, but I also think that um, a lot of people it was under the expectation that he was going to come in here and they were going to dominate as well. Just because Joel Embiid didn't play, Tyrese Max, Tyrese Maxey didn't play, and then James Harden didn't play. So there were people who were like, "Man, why are we going to go down there and boo?" And all they're going to do is win. You know what I mean? So last year that is true, but I also think that there were some people who thought that, you know. We're going to go down there, we're going to boo, and then all of a sudden, you know, Ben Simmons is going to be celebrating at the end of the game. Right now we're talking to Keith Pompey, who covers the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer for a couple of more minutes here. You got a chance to see the Brooklyn Nets up close. I don't think that experiment is ever going to work. I'm surprised that they're still holding on to it. It is just always something with the Nets. It'll be a KD thing. There'll be a Steve Nash thing. Then it's a, well, we were supposed to hire Udoka. All right, well, we're not going to do that. Something will happen again with Kyrie. It just seems like there's a lot of noise circulating around the Brooklyn Nets that if I was them, I would eventually get out of it. 
I don't think you can get out of it just yet. I mean, I, I, I do. I, I think that right. Well, here's the thing. They're either, this is like a do or die for them this season. I mean, you look at it, Kyrie, you know, he only, he only has, this is the final year of his contract with the team, right? So he can walk, you know, Ben Simmons is a guy that, you know, they're looking at and they're trying to see, you know, what he can do. Now you may be stuck with him, but then, like you said, KD, one of those things, if it doesn't work out, I can see them trading him. So it's one of those things where they're probably going to be a, a rebuilding team. I, I think, like, the part of the problem is, 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 like, there's, you know, you got a lot of good players, but looking at them yesterday, I'm not saying they don't have chemistry, but it's kind of sort of like you got great players, but you don't have a great team, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, a lot of times when you have these type of guys, you do need some role players who you can depend on. And a guy like T.J. Warren is somebody that they really have high hopes for, but he's not playing. But, yeah, like, if it doesn't work out, you know, I don't think that Kyrie will come back, you know. And and then KD, you know, they'll probably trade him and, and then go through the rebuilding process, rebuilding phase. No, you're certainly right about having great individual parts but not having a great team because from just looking at the box score, let's say you didn't watch a single second of the game. You would look at the starting five that Brooklyn put out there yesterday. Durant played, Kyrie played, Ben Simmons played. I mean, that, that's their normal starters. And then you'll look at the Sixers team and you're like, hold on, no MB, no Maxi, no Harden. How, how was Philly able to pull that off yesterday against Brooklyn? Well, you look at it, you know, the, the thing about the Sixers team, and this is funny, like if you look at the Sixers, whenever MB doesn't play or Harden doesn't play, like typically they go out there and they'll surprise teams. Like they did that to Miami last year. They did that to um, uh, New, um, New Orleans once. They, they also did it to Memphis. But the, the thing was the common denominator, the guy who was doing it was Tyrese Maxey. So he didn't play. But I think when you look at this team, they have a lot of new guys who are tough, gritty guys. Now, they, they don't always do things that show up in the box score, right, as positive. But last night's game was a gritty, ugly type of game for them where they just wanted it more. And I feel like, you know, some of these guys took it personal. Like, they, they, they got their opportunity to shine, and they just wanted to out-hustle um, Brooklyn. I mean, you look at it. They had 20 offensive rebounds. They shot 50% from three. That's the game right there. And I think what it was is guys like, you know, Paul Reed, um, uh, P.J. Tucker, Montrez Harrell, the Anthony Melton, like guys like that just were gritty and grimy, and, and, they, and they basically took it to Brooklyn. Keith, last question here, and we appreciate your time, man. Right now, the Sixers sit at 9-8, and eight, just haven't really got going. Are you attributing most of that to injuries and over the course of the season when they get healthy, they'll get right? You know, I think a lot of that is attributed to injuries right now. I mean, you have to uh, because, like, when you look at it, I believe their starting lineup that they started the season with has only played six games together. That's it. Six. And, and, but, I, but I also think that when they were together – they also didn't really mesh well. I, I feel like that once Harden and B get on the floor together and everybody, they got to work on their pairing a little bit better 
because there was times when one was off the floor, the Sixers looked a lot better when one of them didn't play in the game. So, you know, I, I think that the injuries, yeah, you can say that, but they also have to mesh a whole lot better once they get on the floor. Last question here, Keith. We were talking about this before you got on. What is your favorite Thanksgiving side? Wow. Um, my favorite Thanksgiving side uh, used to be, like, the stuffing. Used to be the stuffing. I said that everybody's favorite is either the stuffing, mac and cheese, or mashed potatoes. They just pair well with everything. I mean, mac and cheese is a great year-round food. Same thing for mashed potatoes and stuffing. Stuffing only makes like one or two appearances in our lives every year, but it always shows out when it when it when it pops up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> that is our guy Keith Pompey joining us on the show today. He covers the Philadelphia 76ers for the Philadelphia Inquirer. Keith, man, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, my man. Uh, thanks for having me, my man. Peace. Absolutely. That's Keith Pompey joining us on the show today, was inside the building yesterday for Sixers and Nets. Let's get back to this tweet. According to Jeremy Fowler and Dan Graziano of ESPN, Sean Payton has his eyes on head coaching openings, either with the Arizona Cardinals or the Los Angeles Chargers. This offseason, there is certainly going to be a huge push to get Sean Payton back into the National Football League he now becomes Bill Cower. You remember there was a five, seven-year span where every year Cower was at the top of everybody's coaching list and seeing if you could convince him to get back into the booth. I do think that Sean Payton will eventually coach in the National Football League, but I think he's in a situation where he can be really, really choosy about where he wants to go. Arizona is not a situation that I would lock myself into. I don't trust Kyler Murray. I didn't trust them last year. I didn't trust them when it came time to pay them. And a lot of those feelings are starting to really prove itself correct this year. He's just not a guy that I think you can win with. He's not a guy that you can win with. He's quarterback arm candy. It looks good. It sounds good. But it's just not practical. It's not practical. If I'm Sean Payton, I am not hitching the second part of my career to Kyler Murray. Not when I've been dealing with Drew Brees for the last 15 years or so. Very different temperaments. Very similar builds of players. Same size. You can do a lot of those same things. I don't think that Kyler is ready to put the work in. I couldn't do it. The Chargers are interesting. The Chargers are usually one of the five to eight most talented teams in the National Football League. And something always goes wrong. I can't explain it. I don't know if they have a strength and conditioning coach. If they do, they should fire him. Bosa, hurt. Derwin James, hurt. Keenan Allen, hurt. Mike Williams, hurt. JC, JC Jackson's been hurt the moment he signed. The moment he signed it, his foot snapped. He has not been healthy at any point this season. Some teams know how to win games late. Kansas City knows how to win games late. Brady has a history of winning games late. Whatever that it is, the Chargers have the exact opposite. They know how to lose games late. I look at the Chargers right now, and they're a team that could very easily make the playoffs. Sure, they're behind a couple of teams, but their schedule down the stretch should give you the ability to get right, so to speak. You got Arizona here coming up in a couple days. You got Vegas, two bad football teams. 
They'll lose one of those two games. They have Indianapolis down the stretch. They have Denver down the stretch. They have the Rams down the stretch. Of all the possible playoff teams in the AFC, the Chargers have by far, by far the easiest schedule. They're behind every team in the AFC East. They're behind Cincinnati. So if it's if it's playoff time, it's it's go time. It's hop to it time. I just don't trust them. They'll find a way to lose to Arizona or Vegas because they're the Chargers, and they'll lose to either Indianapolis or Denver also because they're the Chargers. I'd even give you the other games, but you know they will because they're the Chargers. Somebody like Sean Payton would be good for them. You're in Los Angeles. You live in the shadow of the Rams. You've got the franchise quarterback that needs to take that next step. Sean Payton would be great for Los Angeles. Can they convince him to come be the coach? Brandon Staley, hey, we appreciate everything you've done. It's not personal, it's business. We got to do what's in the best interest of us. We got to do what's in the best interest of this organization and getting us over the hump. And I just don't think that he's the person to do it. I do not think that Brandon Staley is a guy that can fix the problems that the Chargers have. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home in a simple way to get it, remember that Rocket Mortgage can. Coming up on the other side, I got a little bit of money in my pocket, and you know what that means. It's buy or sell time. Keep it locked in right here on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. You are listening to Writer Than You on CBS Sports Radio. My name is Karenton Harrison. Very happy to be filling in for my guy, Bill Ryder, as he is off today. Breaking news happened during the commercial break. During a team meeting, the Jets have been informed that Zach Wilson will not be starting Sunday's game against the Chicago Bears. Zach Wilson, who is 5-2 this season as a starting quarterback, has been benched. Breaking news from Adam Schefter of ESPN. How Zach Wilson handles this decision will tell me if he's getting his job back or not. Trust is a very, very fragile thing. Sometimes it can take months, years to earn trust. You can lose trust in an instant. And I don't think that Zach Wilson's benching is solely about performance on the field. That's certainly part of it. I don't think Zach Wilson is a very good quarterback. I've never thought Zach Wilson was a good quarterback. He seems to me like somebody who could make all the throws against air and pro days, and if you're an NFL scout, you get wild at arm strength. But there are so many other things that go into playing quarterback than arm strength. Every year, there are these guys that pop up in the draft that you watched in college, and you think to yourself, what do you guys see that I don't see? I feel that way right now about Will Levis at Kentucky. Every time I turn on college football, it's Will Levis, future first-round pick. And, like, based on what? What are we basing Will Levis as the first-round pick on? It's not watching him play. It can't be based on watching him play. I've always felt this way about Zach Wilson. But I can remove my feelings from this. I don't think that Zach Wilson is being benched because of performance. I think he has lost the respect of guys in that locker room. How he handled the post game. The reports that came out there let me know everything that I need to know. Those reports come out 
Because somebody wants you to know this information. Zach Wilson thinks he's better than everybody else. Zach Wilson carries him. If you're the quarterback and you're the person who has been labeled as the leader, your head coach can't come out two days ago and say that you could have been better in front of the podium and that you need to do a better job taking responsibility. That cannot be the message that comes from your head coach towards you. If you're the quarterback, you're the CEO, it's your responsibility to be blamed for things. We give you way too much credit when you win, and we label wins to only you. The running back doesn't have a stat. The wide receivers don't have stats. The defensive line, you get the wins, and you also have to wear the responsibility of a loss, heavy as the head that wears the crown. And Zach Wilson's attitude in that press conference, based with how he played, it just tells me that you don't have the respect of the other 52 guys in that locker room, that there is a fracture in that relationship. So how do you handle it? I believe for the most part, people are very forgiving. But part of forgiveness has to be accepting responsibility and showing a willingness to change. Yo, guys, I messed up. I'm going to accept this benching. I'm going to accept this. And I'm going to do better. And I understand that I can't tell you I'm going to do better. I've got to show you that I'm going to do better. That means rededicating myself in the weight room, rededicating myself in the film room. And I understand that individually I got to earn every one of you guys trust back, and I'm going to do that and help guide us to the playoffs. That's the kind of mentality you got to have right now if you're Zach Wilson. And if he doesn't, then he won't be the starting quarterback on the Jets next year. I understand he was the number two overall pick, but the coach ain't getting fired. The coach ain't the one he ain't getting fired. He's been able to do it despite you being incredibly average. You know what they'll do? They'll move on from you, and they'll make a move to go get Derek Carr. We know that those veteran quarterbacks are changing hands left and right. Could go get Jimmy Garoppolo. Robert Salah was in San Francisco. Garoppolo, we think, is going to be available next year. We got options. Don't think because you were the number two overall pick. Sure, we committed to that 20-something million dollars. That ain't that hard to get out of. We can get out of that. You have not secured anything. It's New York where the media scrutiny is intense, and you got to step up and perform. And Zach Wilson has not done that so far in his career. And worse than that, he's lost the respect of the men in that locker room. That's ultimately all that matters. It don't matter what I think. I'm a sports talk radio guy. To hell with what I think. You got to look those other 52 men in the eyes, and they got to believe in you and your ability to lead them, and you broke that. And you got to live with that, and you got to repair that relationship. So that's the breaking news. Zach Wilson will not start this week against the Chicago Bears. During a team meeting, Jets players were informed that Zach Wilson got benched. We'll see how this story uh, transpires. We'll see how it unfolds. But you know what? It's time. It's time to go a little holiday shopping and buy or sell. What side will Bill take on the biggest issues in the world of sports? It's time for today's edition of Buy or Sell on Writer Than You. All right, Carrington, what do you say we keep that NFL conversation going here as free agent wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. is slated to visit both 
the New York Giants and the Dallas Cowboys after Thanksgiving. And as we know, it just so happens that the Giants and the Cowboys play each other tomorrow. Now, Dallas quarterback Dak Prescott said he's made his sales pitch to OBJ. Quote, I've definitely sent some messages. He knows how much I want him here. And a lot of guys in this locker room have reached out on their own in different ways to make sure he understands that he can help this team. End quote. Buy or sell that Odell Beckham Jr. would be a better fit with the Dallas Cowboys than the New York Giants. You know what, Tommy? I'm going to buy it. Buy. Quarterback play. Better offense in Dallas than in New York. And one thing that I think really matters to Odell, I think the other 31 teams would like Odell Beckham. I think the Cowboys want Odell Beckham. I think they want him. There's been an open campaign, an open campaign for Odell Beckham for the last three weeks. And they got players talking on the record about it. Players never talk on the record about wanting to acquire a player. It feels very similar to what happened last time with the Rams. You remember the Rams were pretty vocal. Odell, come here. Odell, come here. He eventually went to Los Angeles. I think he goes to sign with the Dallas Cowboys. I think we find out in the next 10 days that he goes to play with the Dallas Cowboys. I think he practices next week with the Cowboys. And I think in two weeks he goes to play. I do believe that Odell Beckham will be the newest member of America's team. Now, we know he's coming off a major injury. Carrington, can he still be a difference maker? That I have serious reservations for. This is the thing that still trips me out about Odell Beckham. Because you noticed it, and I noticed it too. So you're watching first take in New York. I got undisputed here. I was watching the World Cup, and I just didn't turn the channel. They spent 15 minutes talking about Odell Beckham. Just do the say it out loud test. Let's remove the names. Let's remove any of that. The league right now is clamoring for a 30-year-old wide receiver who has torn his ACL in each of the last two seasons. You will be thinking, why? Well, that's what's happening right now with Odell Beckham. I don't understand the hold that Odell Beckham still has on people. He used to have that hold on me. I let it go. Last year, I thought he was a good, complimentary piece with the Rams. He's torn his ACL since then. He also was playing football before then. So even though he was on the Browns, he went through OTAs, he went through minicamp, he was in, quote, football shape. He ain't been playing football. He's been doing TikTok dances and hanging out and working out. That ain't playing football. That's not football shape. It's been a while since you've been hit. Guys have been playing now football for the last 20 weeks, dating back to the preseason, dating back to training camp. You haven't been doing that. Can Odell come off the bench cold? in the middle of a playoff run and be the difference, I got serious reservations about it. Sam Darnold will get the start for the Panthers on Sunday as they host the Denver Broncos. Now, Darnold will be the third starting quarterback for Carolina this season, as we know Baker Mayfield and P.J. Walker being the other two. My question to you, Carrington, buy or sell that the Carolina Panthers will look to trade or sign a veteran quarterback this offseason rather than draft one. I'm going to sell. Sell. I'm not 100% confident, but I'm going to sell. Carolina, you know what you need to do? Rip off the Band-Aid and go draft your quarterback is what you need to do. That's all you need to do. You've got those extra picks for Christian McCaffrey. Just go do it. Right now, you would have the number two overall pick. That means you will get your choice of either Bryce Stroud or, excuse me, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud. I combined them into one super quarterback. You'll get either one of them. 
that's a better situation than what you have. But the plan that you have right now is a first-class ticket to nowhere. You cannot win doing what Carolina is doing. So don't overthink this. Don't take a defensive lineman. Don't take some hotshot wide receiver. Don't try to solidify the offensive line. Take a quarterback. Take a quarterback. That's my message to the Carolina Panthers. All right. Yesterday on the Pat McAfee Show, Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers explains how he separates his personal life from his football life. Well, I can't wait well, to hear look, this. I mean, I'm a human. Of course, you think about life after football. When you have interests outside of the game, there's always things that come up that you spend time doing. But to sit there and say, oh, no, it's all ball all the time and blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know. That's not the way I am. Like, like there's there's life after football and there's life outside of football even during the season. And I think it's important to, to keep that balance. Buy or sell, you have any issues with Roger's comments? No, not at all. I'm, I'm buying what he said. Buy. What makes Aaron Rodgers different than the rest of us? I love sports. Sports is my life. That's how I support myself. How I support my family. I like watching movies. I like going to concerts. I don't watch every single sporting event that happens. I know. might come as a shock to you guys. I don't watch everything that happens in sports. I try to keep up on things, but no, there has to be a life-work balance. There has to be. So, no, I don't have any issues with this. You know what this reminds me of? I don't know if you've seen this movie or not, Thomas. Have you seen Fever Pitch before? I have not. Okay, well, there's this scene where Jimmy Fallon's character is mad the Red Sox lost. Just steaming that they've lost. And he goes to this restaurant to go eat. And he looks in the back. And the Red Sox players are there, and they're just having dinner. And he's like, how can they be out during a time like this? And then it hits them. They got to eat, too. (laughs) You know, like, they're, they're people. So, no, I don't have any issues with this. There are things to have issues with Aaron Rodgers about. Him having a life is not something I'm going to have an issue about. I don't have any problem with it. Good for you, Aaron. I guess people would, would listen to that and say, though, like, this is a guy who flirted with retirement. This is a guy who was interested in hosting Jeopardy rather than playing football in Green Bay, though. No, and that's fair, but I'm not going to be mad at an athlete for telling us real-life situations. All of us have outside interests. I love doing radio, but there's other things I like to do. There are other things that I could see myself doing. So I don't I don't have any problems with that. I mean, he did flirt with winning Jeopardy and then came back and won NFL MVP. So I, I, I'm not going to be mad at Aaron Rodgers for having outside interest. That seems fine with me. All right. This season has not gone the way the Rams would have hoped as they're 3-7. and seven. That puts them in the basement in the NFC West. Plus, yesterday, L.A. made what some feel was a surprising move, waving running back. Daryl Henderson Jr. and holding on to Cam Akers. Now, as we know, Akers was shopped at the trade deadline after falling out of favor with head coach Sean McVay. Carrington, the Rams right now rank 31st in the NFL in rushing this season. By ourselves, the Rams' inability to run the football has prevented them from being a contending team this season. I'm going to sell. Sell. Now, it might be six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. They have one of the bottom five offensive lines in the National Football League, and I don't think their quarterback has been healthy at any point this season. There were certain signs all offseason to tell us that something was wrong with the Rams, and I completely ignored it. Aaron Donald was talking about retirement in August. (laughs) He was talking about it, and he was doing podcasts talking about it in August. 
Remember when Matthew Stafford saw that girl fall off the stage and then looked at her and turned his back? God can't reward you when you're doing things like that. Matthew Stafford didn't throw a single pass this offseason. We we noticed something was wrong against the Buffalo Bills, and we all ignored it. At that moment, it was time to get off the ship. But what did I do? No, you guys are overreacting. They're just starting slow. That was their preseason. No, there was reasons to not buy into the Rams, and I was a fool. I picked them to be the one seed in the NFC, and I was foolish. I was stupid. Next year, there's going to be a team that gives us the same signs as the Rams. Listen to those signs. All right, Carrington, let's finish up with some college football. Last question here. The Kansas Jayhawks have been a feel-good story this season in college football at 6-5 and five thus far in the regular season, even cracking the top 25 for one moment and even having college game day make an appearance to Lawrence. Now, many believe the reason for that turnaround is head coach Lance Leopold, who is in his second season with the team. Now, according to reports, Leopold and the Jayhawks have agreed to terms on an extension through 2029. Buy or sell that Lance Leopold deciding to stay at Kansas long term. I'm going to sell this. Sell. I'm going to sell this solely for the reason that I cheer for the Missouri Tigers. Hashtag M-I-Z. I know you want some football, hot sports take opinion. I don't have one. I cheer for Missouri. You know what I don't want? Good things to happen to the University of Kansas. In fact, I only want bad things to happen. I want their coach to quit. I want them to go on probation. I want them to lose every single game. I'm not applauding them extending a coach that's got them from the absolute doldrums to hosting college game day. Why didn't he go to Nebraska? Why didn't he go to Auburn? What's going on in Kansas that he needs to stick around for? So, no, I'm selling it for that reason, Thomas. You're not going to sneak this one past me. You're not throwing this slider past me. I'm selling it. Sell. Hashtag M-I-Z. Thought I was going to support Kansas on this show. Thought I was going to come in here on this national platform, and I was going to big up Kansas. My, my Missouri Tiger spirit won't let me do it. Won't let me do it. Good job, Kansas. You thought that's what I was going to say? No, sell. Absolutely not. I wish he had gone to Nebraska. There's still time. You can still go back and change your decision. Go join Nebraska. Go help them win. All right. Coming up on the other side, we will talk about the top story of the day. Ben Simmons goes back to Philadelphia and Zach Wilson benched. We'll find out about that and more in our update with Erica Hershkowitz. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. So there was a report a couple of days ago about Zach Wilson. The headline was, Zach Wilson irked Jets teammates with attitude after a loss. Zach Wilson was asked, after the Jets had 103 yards of total offense and just two yards in the second half. Now... I don't even understand how it's possible to be a professional football team and only manage to get two yards of offense in an entire 30-minute span. It blows my mind. You couldn't complete one pass? You couldn't have positive runs in the second half? What were you doing? Football teams and players convince you it's so hard to do what they do and how much time they got to spend to prepare. You spent all week preparing to get two yards over 30 minutes? I digress. He was asked if he felt like they let the defense down. 
Zach Wilson said no. And then, boy, you know people love to start talking when you're losing. According to SNY, Wilson gave off similar vibes in the postgame locker room that didn't sit well with his teammates. Quote, sources from inside the Jets losing locker room told SNY that Wilson was walking around the game like he isn't the problem. It rubbed more than a few the wrong way, frustrating several others. When Garrett Wilson was asked, how many total yards did we have? The reporters that answered the question. Yeah, that blank ain't going to fly. We've got the dudes. It's time to be consistent. It's time to start winning the games we should win. The story then ends with those passionate responses seem to contradict the defiant air of Zach Wilson, who said Sunday's performance, quote, did nothing to affect his or the team's confidence. (laughs) Zach, you got to read the temperature of the room, my boy. Being the quarterback means you take responsibility. Zach Wilson, you just got replaced by Mike White. All right, man. This is not a game. You are not entitled to anything because you were drafted high, especially when you played the way that he's played. It ain't like Zach Wilson's going out there and balling. You could forgive it a little bit. Like, you're entitled to a little bit of arrogance when you out balling, you know? When Steph Curry shoots it from 40 and turns around and hits the cha-cha on you, you kind of got to respect it, right? You Steph, you know? Zach Wilson, you still haven't thrown more touchdown passes than interceptions in your career. You're completing 55% of your passes. What gives you any right to walk into an NFL locker room and feel arrogant? What have you done? You don't have... You don't have the most touchdown passes on your team this season. What right do you have to walk around the locker room like you're better than anybody or you're above this? Joe Flacco has thrown more touchdown passes than you this season. You just got benched. You've been terrible so far in the league. Awful. You've done nothing to walk around with your head held high and chest poking out like you've done anything. You've done nothing. What a crazy story. You just imagine. You imagine walking around that Jets locker room and you're on the defense and the offense just gave you two yards of total offense. And you get the sense from your quarterback, like he's walking around like he doesn't think that he's the problem. I'm shocked one of those boys didn't fight Zach Wilson. Like any given Sunday, fight in the locker room. I'd have punched Zach Wilson. Nah, man, you got to come see me. Because how you're acting is unacceptable. And for him to get benched as the number two overall pick in the middle of a playoff chase... Should tell you everything we need to know about the temperament right now surrounding that team. It should tell you everything you need to know about what's really going on inside that locker room.
Right now, they're outside looking in on the playoffs. But it's go time for the Jets. Their schedule doesn't allow you to take a break. They've got a couple of gimmies. They should be gimmies. Chicago's tough, but not a good football team. Detroit, tough, not a good football team. Jacksonville, same thing. But listen to their remaining road games. At Minnesota, at Buffalo, at Seattle, at Miami are their remaining four road games. You can lose all four of those. You can lose all four of those because your quarterback isn't good enough is why you can lose those games. You can only get by so much on defense in 2022. I don't care how good your defense is. Denver's defense is fantastic. Might be the best defense in the league. Being bad and deficient at quarterback is only going to get you so far. And it pisses you off to know how much you care and know that the people around you don't care as much as you do. And that's what it seems like is happening right now to the New York Jets. We're out here busting our ass, and you're coming in here with a too-cool-for-school mindset. You're coming in here like you're better than the rest of us after we just got two yards and you threw for 77 yards in the game? It'd be one thing if Zach Wilson went up there and he put up 415 yards, four scores, and the defense couldn't hold it. Sure, you don't want your quarterback walking around with that mindset, but at least you can point to, yo, it ain't me. He threw for 77 yards. He completed 40% of his passes. He had a quarterback rating of 50. I didn't know it could go that low. You start the game with a 75 quarterback rating for just having a pulse. But no, Zach Wilson, a little too cool for school, man. Way too cool for school. Speaking of too cool for school, I I feel the same way about Ben Simmons most of the time. Sometimes I'm not sure what Ben Simmons wants to be. Maybe he wants to be a fashion model. Maybe he wants to be an Instagram influencer. I don't know what his career endeavors are, but sometimes it seems like basketball is secondary. I feel the same way about Kyrie Irving. Does he want to be a philosopher? Does he want to be a man of thought? Does he want to be a political activist? Does he want to be a basketball player? I don't know. Now, I don't really question that with Kevin Durant. I mean, he might be a Twitter troll in his free time, but I've never questioned whether or not Kevin Durant is very serious about playing basketball and wants to play basketball. I can't say that about his two cohorts. I can't say that. I've seen very little from Kyrie Irving in the last three years that would suggest that basketball is his number one priority. I don't get that. Maybe you guys get that vibe. That ain't the vibe I get from Kyrie Irving. I don't know what his number one priority is most of the time. He's a very mysterious individual. I don't know what Ben Simmons' number one priority is either. I don't know. Maybe it's the when you walk into the stadium and they show your fit. He seems to take a lot of pride in that. I don't know. But the Nets are broken to me, and they are broken beyond repair. I don't think the Nets are fixing their problems. I don't think that a new coach, they need a new mindset. Teams take on the personality of its leaders. And this Nets team is led by Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. That experiment is going how you think it would go. The Warriors were led by Steph Curry. The Cavs were led by LeBron James. Uh, in his prime, LeBron James. Because LeBron right now, I don't know. He might be he might be another one a person. I'm not sure if basketball is his number one priority anymore either. It's hard to do this and be sometimey. 
And the guys that are sometimey, you can tell. Their play and their body language normally shows it. You get that feeling from Zach Wilson. You get that feeling from Ben Simmons. That's just how it goes. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. I'm not sure if there is more American Day on our calendar than Thanksgiving. Some would argue Independence Day. This might be more American. Football, food, naps. It might be the most American thing that we have. Like someone might come here and be like, what what do Americans do? Oh, we do Thanksgiving. Oh, we do it big. We do it real big here. Really big. I'm still trying to figure out what a green bean casserole is. Thomas says he loves it, still couldn't explain it to me. I went to him. I said, Thomas, please explain this to me. Couldn't explain it. Some of these states, I'm trying to figure out what you guys are doing. So I'm looking at this map here, and it's the most popular Thanksgiving sides. The most popular Thanksgiving side in Maine is a side salad. Maine is not a real place. Nope, not a real place. I refuse to believe it is is not a real place. I'm looking at Kentucky here. Their number one side is a broccoli casserole. Everything can't be a casserole. Everything can't be a casserole. Green beans, broccoli, hash browns, sweet potato. Everything doesn't need to be a casserole. I had a lot of fun filling in for Bill today. Thank you so much for listening. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. Tom is back in the NYC. I appreciate you. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Take care, everybody.